discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Did you bring your Bible to church? I'm starting a series of messages for our Wednesday services. Hallelujah. And I've titled it, How to Fulfill Your Ministry. Is it powerful? How to what? Fulfill your ministry. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How to fulfill your ministry. Hallelujah. And I want us to start. Do you like my, my topic? Finally, I have a topic for my message. Like, it's a very serious thing. I don't normally have topics for my message, but I have, I have one today. I think you should clap for me, Charlie. I've done well. This Wednesday service is very different from Sunday service. It's not the same. You, you are another group of people altogether. <laughs> this is the them that love is appearing service. Hallelujah. That's the name of the service. Those that love is appearing. Them that love is appearing service. So it means that your love for the Lord is on another platform. Clap for yourself. Your love for the Lord is on another level altogether. Yeah. Oh, it's like you don't want to clap for your own self. Wow. Hallelujah. So I'll be preaching messages that will really help you to um, become what God wants you to become. And do what God wants you to do. Okay? So if you are here in these services, you'll be hearing very different things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I'm talking about how to fulfill your ministry. Okay? How to fulfill your ministry. And I want to start from Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. That will be our flagship um, scripture. Okay? Or our anchor scripture, like some people call it. Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. Tell Archippus, the King James says, and say unto Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Say, take heed. To the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Say unto Archippus. Say, say unto Archippus. So you can call your son Archippus. And you give you have a short form aki aki or something hallelujah it will still work not the aki and papa that we know this one will be a little bit more different or you can say aki aki what aki po yeah something <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> it's very powerful it says say unto archipus sometimes we, some of us lack names some people have named their daughters all their daughters joyce one joyce two joyce three Apart from hearing, I mean, just some, every time we have some names repeating themselves here and there, you must name different names. Yeah. You can name your son Onesimus. Yeah, Epinetus. Yeah. All those things are in the Bible. 
Those are very powerful people. What? Epaphroditus. They are over there. And then you, 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 short, you give him a short form, Epa. Hallelujah. Yeah. What other name do you know? Onisiferos. Aholiab. <laughs> Tell me about become innovative with names. Don't name your children after your grandmother. Your grandmother was called Grace, so you want to name your, your, your daughter Grace as well. Why? Ah, tell me about why. Why? Change it small. Yeah, change it small. There's, there's a, a, a Aquila. And there's Aquila in the Bible. Priscilla and Aquila. Aquila is a guy. You know, Aquila is a guy. Can give your son Aquila. Gaius. Gaius is in the Bible. Andronicus is in the Bible. Yeah, uh, uh, what's the name of the lady in church? Oh, she has a very wild name. It's in the New Testament. You remember? Trifina and Trifosa. Those are twins. Trifina and Trifosa. It's very powerful. Hallelujah. Yeah. Jedidiah, something. When I named my son Jedidiah, some people had never heard it before. They were wondering whether it was in the Bible. They were shocked when I showed it to them in the Bible. Yeah. Name different name. My, my daughter will call something. I'm waiting for my daughter. The name I'll give to her, she'll, when she grows up, she'll beg me to change it or something. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and say unto Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. The first portion of it is to Take heed. It says, tell Archippus to take heed to the ministry. Okay? Take heed. What does it, what's the meaning of the word take heed? Let's look at other versions and see what it will say. Amplify says, and say to Archippus, see that you discharge carefully. Have you seen it? See to it that what? You discharge carefully. So the word take heed is not a passive word. It's an active word. What it means is that give it all it takes. Okay? It's a charge, actually. Do you understand the charge? When we say someone is giving you a charge. In the army, you are given, people are given charges. You are charged to do something, and you do it without complaining. That's a, it's a similar word that is being used here. It says, take heed, see to it, that you discharge carefully the duties of the ministry and fulfill the stewardship which you have received in the Lord. See to it. It also means to give it all it takes to give it all the attention it requires. It's very, it means that this thing is very, very important. Do you know that we are reading the Bible? You see, we are not reading a storybook, isn't it? We are reading the Bible. So the, what the Bible is saying is actually very, very... It's a Archippus. Do your best in the job. This is chapter 4, verse 17. Message. Tell Archippus, do your best in the job you receive from the master. Do your very best. In other words, give it all that you think you are supposed to give it. This is something that is not passive. This is an active thing. Give it everything you've got. Hallelujah. Very, very important. Give it all it takes. Be diligent. See to it. See to it. It's not a half something. It's not something to give your heart half, give a half-hearted heart to. Okay? This serious business. So we are coming to discuss serious business. You see, there's a day coming when you will not be around. 
the day my father died, my father died not long ago, about two, ma- two months or three months ago. One of, one of them. My father, we are in what? October, isn't it? My father died in, in August. How many months is that? Two months. When my father died, every, almost every day when I wake up, I wonder where he is. Yeah, not that he was, he was born again, but I'm wondering where in heaven he is. You understand? And it makes me think about my own future. The fact that one day, when I see my son too, I, I just, it just pushes it to my mind. One day I will not be around. Just like right now, me, I'm here. I am not the original Mr. T. He was the original Mr. T, but now I am the original Mr. T. Like I have, I am the original. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Before he was the original. But he has got, he's left and I'm here. He's no more. We will not see him here on earth any longer. One day you will also not be here. Do you, do you, do you think about such things? Ask me, but do you think about such things? Or you don't, you don't, you're only careful about, you're only thinking about your wig, your wake up, your touche, your what? Your average. You're only thinking about your average. You're thinking about your beloved, whether your breast is big enough, your buttocks is big enough. I don't know what you are thinking. Hey, do you like my message? Like you don't like my message? Yeah. I remember a lady who held her breast in a mirror. Because she was growing. She was growing. So she just held her breast and said, Lord, who enjoy? Who at all? Who at all will enjoy this breast? Hey. That, that was, that was her, her, her that, is, that is what is worrying her. Like, it's her concern in life. Hallelujah. You are here. I'll introduce you. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some people are just thinking about their work. That's the kind of job they will do. Getting a multinational company that will be working with, traveling from Papua New Guinea to Brazil, to Australia, to China, to Zimbabwe, to South Africa, to Ghana, to Kenya. Hallelujah. No matter how many times you travel in your life, one day you will not be here. Death, it is an amazing thing. Death is something that is sure in everybody's life. It is too sure. Whether you like it or not, it is, it is prophetic in your life. One day you will not be here. Ask anybody, do you think about such things? Do you, do you? It is wisdom to think about how things will be after this place. It's, it's, it's the best wisdom you can ever find in your life. To start thinking about how things will be. How are things going to be when I'm not here anymore? Yeah, because one day you'll not be here. You see, also, I was with my father. We were talking. I mean, everything. Call every now and then. The last time I saw him fit, we were eating fufu. Yeah, I mean, wait, that was the last, the last very wild memory I have. We were eating fufu and he was saying so many things. But he's no more. Where is he? Sometimes you go and bury people. I buried someone earlier. Was it this year or last year? Earlier this year. I buried one of our brother's father. When I went to bed, I mean, whilst we were doing the burial, some people were fooling around and doing that. I was like, hey. It's like people don't think about some things. They don't. It's like it's not really present with them. It's not something they consider. Even when they see the person's body in a casket and all those things, they are sealing it and people are crying because are like, like the body is going to be put into the ground. And the person is gone. Nobody thinks about where the person is going to, whether the person is happy where he is, 
You see, there's nothing like annihilation. There's a theory called the theory of annihilation, where they say that when you die, you cease to exist. You become like the air. And you're, there's nothing like that. It's not, it's not a small thing. There's nothing like that. Some years ago, uh, Ra- the Russians were digging a hole, a very wild hole into the earth. And they dug, they dug the, the deepest hole any man has ever dug. And as they went deeper and deeper and deeper, they began to hear screams from under the ground. They began to hear screams. People were screaming down there. So they stopped. There's a place called hell. It's not, if some people are preaching that hell is a, is what? It's a, it's a passion. Hell is like the fire in hell. Fire represents passion. Brother? Such nonsense. It's not a small thing. People are preaching all kinds of things. So it's making, it's drawing people's minds away from the, from the real thing. Jesus was not joking when he spoke about, about, about Lazarus and the rich man. It wasn't a parable. If you like, read that portion of the Bible. It wasn't a parable. Jesus didn't say, the Bible didn't say a parable. Another parable spake he and said. No, he said there was a certain man called Lazarus. And they knew him. The people sitting there knew him. They knew that, there was, they knew that Lazarus he was talking about. And they knew the rich man he was talking about. The Bible said the rich man died and was, was taken down. Demons came for him and took him down. It, it is real. It happens. One day you'll be faced with that particular reality. It's like you are sad. I'm telling you. So, you see, we are here to help you have memory concerning certain things and know what to do today in order to be able to find a good place where you are supposed to go to. If you knew you were coming to Ghana when you were, you were, you were, you were, you were, you were a baby in your mother's womb, you may not have come. You may have committed suicide. You would just have hung yourself with the, the what was it called? The umbilical cord. You just hang yourself, just, and then you come out like that, and then you die. You would have just hung yourself if you knew. Next time when you are coming, again, if there's anything like that, which there's none. Some people say that there's a reincarnation. There's nothing like that, brother. Do you remember the last time you came on earth? You don't remember. Even if there's reincarnation, we don't remember, so long as we don't remember. There's no benefits to it. You don't know when you will come. But because there's nothing like that. When you go, you are gone. Hallelujah. Next time when you are coming, and if there's anything like that, you are coming again and you hear, shame. Pia, like, will you come? You will just hang yourself in the womb. But if you hear push, push, it means that you could be in Australia, Canada, America, some of one of those places, France, something. Now you come and you check and see if it's if the people are not fake. Because right now there's Lafa. Do you know Lafa? Locally acquired foreign accent. Do you know how many of you know Lafa? Locally acquired foreign accent. So maybe the, the, the next day has just acquired some foreign accent. Doing push, push. You come and realize that like you're in the same place. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, take heed. It's very take heed. Uh, it's in the Bible. Another one says, "Look, this is Luke chapter sixteen from verse twenty-two." And it came to pass that no, go up, go up, go to the place where Jesus started. He just he was just telling them a story. Verse one nineteen. He was just telling them a story. Verse nineteen. There was a certain rich man. Did you say there was, this was a parable? It says there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Then he started, spoke about, spoke about. He said, the rich man died and was buried. And demons came to carry him down. 
Lazarus died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Eh? The rich man found himself in, himself in hell. He says, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Eh? He died and went to hell, and saw Abraham afar off. There's a place called hell. It's not a small thing. And hell, amazingly, is not the last end. There's a place called the lake of fire where hell and death will be placed. I mean, so hell is just a waiting area. It's like counter back. The real place of incarceration is the lake of fire. Normally, lakes are made of water. But this particular lake is made of fire. It's not a small thing. Hallelujah. And amazingly, we are involved in snatching people not to go to this place. You'll be shocked that God expects you to preach to someone and help someone get not go to that place. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at what God is demanding from you. You'll be shocked at how God will demand some people's blood from you. You'll be surprised. That, oh God, I didn't know. He will tell you, you were supposed to know. It's an amazing thing. That's what I'm telling you now. That's what I'm talking to you now. To help you start thinking right. To not, to just, don't, don't become earthly minded only. Do you understand? There are processes we go through on earth. You must marry, you must have children, you must buy a car, you must, you must do all those things. You preach about it. But that is actually not the main thing. Those things are preached so that you will help you do what you are supposed to do. The real thing. Okay? The real thing is your ministry. You have a service to accomplish. There's something God has called you to do. He says, give it all it takes. It's not something to be joked with. I didn't set out to be a pastor. I'm tell- I didn't set out to be a pastor. I'll- I'm just trying to fulfill the ministry God has given to me. I'm just trying to do what God says I should do. Yeah, that's why I'm standing before you and talking to you. That's why we have so many churches around. That's why I've started so many churches. Not because I'm like, like I'm, I want to become something. No, no, no. It's far from it. The church is not mine. The- my name is not on anything in the church. The plots, whatever, the- whatever land, whatever property we have. My name is not... When you're buying the equipment, you buy it in my name. You, there's nothing in my name. The car I'm driving is not in my name. Nothing is in my name. Everything is in the name of the church. When I die, I'm going. That's all. Because my reward is not here on earth. It's there in heaven. So I give it everything it takes. You understand? Yeah. So he's telling him, tell Archippus, say unto Archippus, take heed. Be careful to fulfill all that God has called you to do. Or else you'll be shocked. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes some people feel that they have not been called. Have you ever seen such people? Or even felt like that? Like, you have not been called. You are not part of those who have been called. Everybody has been called. Or the pastors have been called. The apostles have been called. But when it comes to you, you don't think as someone who has, like, you have a calling of God upon your life. There's a calling of God upon your life. So long as you are in the Lord. So he says, tell Archippus, take heed, and say to Archippus, take it to the ministry. Eh? Which thou hast received where? In the Lord. Are you in the Lord? Ask your neighbor, are you in the Lord? If you are born again, you are in the Lord. Archippus was a normal guy, normal, ordinary guy. Just like any of you. Archippus was like Akins sitting here. Eh? Just like any other person. In the church, he says, Tell him. Paul, so Paul told this particular guy in the, in the letter, he says, Tell Archippus to take heed to the ministry that God has given. Because God showed him a revelation concerning Archippus that Archippus was fooling around. Said, Go and tell Archippus that he should be very wild 
to fulfill the ministry that he has received in the Lord. The day you come in the Lord, you receive a ministry. Okay? The day you arrive, the day you become born, the day you, be, you lift up your hand and say, Father, I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior, believing in your heart concerning what you're saying. You believe in your heart, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, isn't it? So you believe, you lift up, lift your hand, Father, I believe. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for me. I believe that he rose again from the dead. Therefore, I confess him as Lord of my life. The day you did that, you were put into the Lord. And that day, you received the ministry. And I want to, show, I want to prove it to you. Can I show you that you have a ministry? Everybody sitting here, whether you got born again five, five days ago, or a minute ago, or five years ago, or 20 years ago, you have a ministry. Maybe you don't know it. I'm just exposing you to it. That's what I'm talking to you now. You, tell me, you have a ministry. Whether you speak in tongues or not. Whether you know it or not. You have a ministry. Yeah, everybody. There are things you don't know about. Okay? There are rules of prosperity that you may not know about. But whether you know about it or not, it's still acting either for you or against you. Do you know that? If you think it is not there and you try to act against it, that is when you see that it exists. There's a law of gravitation. Gravitation is a law. It's a principle existing in the world. Gravitation says that whatever goes up must come down. There's a pool. The earth has a pool of everything to its center. So if you decide that I'm not feeling gravity and I don't care about gravity, I don't understand gravity, Gravity does not exist. So I'll do whatever I want to do. So you decide that you are going to stand on a building and jump. You just decide to walk forward. Like my son did some few days ago. He was walking, walking, walking. got to a point. He wanted to walk like, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a step down. So he wants to do it like everybody does it. Because he's been seeing all of us go. When we go, we just get down and then go. So he said, ah, Charlie, let's also do something. So he also did it. When he did it, his face landed on the floor. <laughs> Because he didn't know how to balance himself. He's still learning. Hallelujah. Oh, you have to fall one or two so that you learn. Or what do you think? It's part of it. You stand in a building, you jump or you take a step. You realize that you are coming down. And you realize your mistake in the middle. Like as you are coming, I've made a mistake. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't do anything about it. You realize before you realize you are, you are on the floor. Something has happened to you. Either your back is broken or something. Your life is changed forever. Hallelujah. So the fact that you don't know about something does not mean that it doesn't exist. It does. Just that you may not know about it, or you may know about it and not do some, anything about it. There are a lot of Christians who are just sitting in the church, happy, warming their pews every time. They come and go. They come and go, not knowing that they have a ministry. There's something in the house of God you're supposed to do. And there's something outside of the house of God you're supposed to do. There are two phases of ministry. There's ministry in the church, and there's ministry outside of the church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I want, to, I want to show it to you. Uh, ministry, okay, he says, he says, he says take it to the ministry. What is ministry? What is ministry? Ministry means what? Service. Or attendant. Being an attendant. If you go to a restaurant, you have uh, restaurant attendants, isn't it? What's, what, what are they called? Waiters. So ministry is like being a waiter. You wait on the one you are giving the food to, and you wait on the one you are taking the food from. Isn't it? You are just to take food from 
the kitchen and bring it to the guests. Is that true? You are supposed to get water and bring to the guests. You're supposed to bring uh, whatever, minerals, whatever it is, to the guests. So it's twofold. You take and then you give. So ministry is taking from God. Ministry in, in terms of what we are talking about is taking from God and serving his people. That's what it means. So service. Two faces. Serving God or service to God. That is your relationship and your fellowship with him. And then the other side of serving the people he has called you to serve. Do you understand? Is it difficult to understand? I think it's very simple, isn't it? So ministry is what? Service and attendance. Being an attendant. Attending to what God wants and attending to what God's people need. Simple as ABCD. So I've I've described what? Take heed for you, isn't it? And I've described what ministry is, isn't it? Now I'm trying to describe what the fact that you have a ministry. I want to help you understand the fact that you have a ministry. If you don't think you have a ministry, what I'm coming to say now is for you. Even if you think you have, what I'm coming to say is still for you anyway. Hallelujah. Let's take it to the ministry which thou has received in the Lord. Received in the Lord. Everyone has been called to the ministry. The new birth confirms it. So that's the, that's the first point. The new birth. By virtue of the new birth, you have a ministry. Okay? And the scripture there is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. I'll be asking you what I'm telling you also. Write something down. Hallelujah. So, everyone has, a, has been called to the ministry. Okay? Through A, or number one, the new birth. Through the new birth, you are called to the ministry. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? Who is Christ? Christ is the Lord, isn't it? So he says, take it, say to Aquas, take it to the ministry which we have received in the Lord. So this is in the Lord. Are you saying it? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold. Say behold. Behold. All things are become new. It doesn't stop there. This is very important, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't end there. You are now a new creature. It's true. We've preached about it. I have too many messages along that line. We are now new creations. We have never, our past is gone. We are now new. Hallelujah. But as soon as you become born again, it says, and all these new things that you have or that are in you are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So immediately you become born again, he gives you a ministry. And the ministry's name is the ministry of reconciliation. We don't understand the King James. Do you have any other version? They don't understand it. It's like, Amplified is too long too. Let's read message and see. Let's read from verse 17. Now look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Is created new. The old life is gone, and new life begun or begons. Look at it. Verse 18. All this comes from, from the God who settled the relationship between us and him. And then called us to settle our relationships with each other. This one is still not good. Because it's talking about settling the relationship between each other. It's actually talking about settling the relationship between others and God. Do you understand? Let's go on. Go to the next. But all things, BBE. But all things are of God who has made us at peace with himself through Christ. And has given to us the work of making peace. So immediately become one again. He gives you a work of making peace. 
Now tell me you don't have a ministry. Who can tell me he doesn't have a ministry? Are you born again? What do you think? What does his English say? I have his English. Let me read it for you. Second Corinthians, right? Chapter 5, verse 17. Easy English. Verse 18. All this is the work of God, who because of Christ has stopped being angry with us. Because of Christ, he has what? By Christ, we have become God's friends instead of his enemies. And he wants us to bring other people to be his friends also. This is the job that he has given to us. Immediately you become born again, he gives you a job. Immediately. <laughs> See, I have a job. Hallelujah. God wants us to tell people that by Christ he was bringing the world to himself. He was bringing all people in the world back to himself to be his friends. God was not continuing to remember all the wrong things that people do. This is the message that God has given to us. He wants us to tell people that he has brought them back to himself. So you have a minute. Immediately it's in the same category as behold, all things have become new. All things have passed, all things have become new. I'm not a new creature. Don't only celebrate it. Remember that now that you're a new creature, you have received the ministry in the Lord. So just like they said to Akipos, I'm saying to you now. So if it was your day, I don't know. Let's go back to that. Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. I want you to put your name there. Or ask your friend's name. Ask your brother's name. The one sitting by you. Ask his name. We are going to read it with his name there. Reading it, read it to him, okay? What do you think? You like what I'm saying? So, one, two, go. So, are you seeing that you received the ministry? Tell me, are you seeing that you received the ministry? You have received the ministry. You have received the ministry in the Lord. Immediately you come in the Lord, you receive the ministry. The ministry of reconciliation is granted, is given to you free of it. It's our job to reconcile others, bring others to God. It's our job now. You can't run away from it. This is what I saw and I became a, 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 a pastor. This, this, so I'm just in the business of telling people. Whether they are few or many, makes no difference. I've preached to plenty of people, I've preached to small people, I've preached to medium people, whatever. My job is to announce, so let people know. And my, our job is to take it to the ends of the earth. That is our ministry. We must take it to the end of the earth. We must go to every country in the world and tell them the good news. The fact that God is not fighting them anymore. God has made peace between them. That is our ministry. Hallelujah. One day when you stand before God, that is what he's going to ask questions concerning. What did you do to make my house function well? Not all of us can hold the microphone and preach in a big crusade. But a big crusade cannot happen without people making things happen. Make working on lights, working on keyboard, working on machines, driving some cars, doing some various things are done in order for one crusade to be done. Apart from the crusade being done, there are other things and a lot of small, small things. Churches must start. Things must happen in order to fulfill the great command of God upon our lives. Hallelujah. Do you like my message? Yeah. So you can't fulfill your ministry if you don't know you have it. That's what I'm telling you. I'm starting from here. And let you know that you have a ministry. Number two. Number two reason why you should know that you have it. What makes you know that you have a ministry? Okay? If you don't think you have, I'm, sure, I'm showing it to you. Number one, because of the new birth. Number two, because of our priestly ministry. Our priestly 
service. When you become born again, you are made a priest. Isn't it? First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. We can read from verse 5 to even make more sense. First Peter 2. Go up. He says, you also. He's talking to children of God, though. He's talking to you and I. He says, you also as living stones. Let's read lighter versions. BBE, it's okay. The King James people don't understand. They hear down, D, down, D. By the time they are going back, they don't know what's going on. They just remember down, D. They don't know what's happening. You, say you. Point your neighbor and say you. You see, when you're reading the Bible, don't read the Bible with your grandmother in mind. Or with someone. He's talking to you. The New Testament is a letter written to you. The Old Testament is a, re- a, a letter written for you. Okay? The Old Testament is for us. The New Testament is to us. With our names in it. The Old Testament is an example. Paul mentioned that it is an example for us. All that was written in the Old Testament, said, they are examples for us. So that we will not go along the line they went, but live differently. But the New Testament has our names in there. Okay? So Nanama, as living stones... It says, you are a living stone. It says, you as living stones are being made into a house of the Spirit. A holy order of priests, making those offerings of the Spirit which are pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. Every priest was given by God, ordained by God. Read, let's read Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 2. Verse chapter 1, uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, 2, and 3. You see it there. It says, every high priest, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in BB, he says, every high priest who is taken from among men is given his position to take care of the interests of men in those things which have to do with God. Have you seen it? Have you seen what I'm talking about? So that he may make offerings for sins by virtue of you being a, a priest. The, the day you become born again, you are made a priest. See, I'm a priest. I'm a priest. The day you become born again, you are made a priest. That's what he's talking about in First Peter chapter 5, chapter 2. Verse 5, where we're reading. It says, you are being built as a holy priestly order. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. Look at Revelation 1, 6. You see there, there are so many of them in the Bible. So many of them. Revelation 1, 6. It says, and has made, let's read from verse 5, so it makes more sense. And from Jesus. Eh, John is writing a letter. is receiving a letter from God. Okay? And he's writing a letter to every other Christian. And he's giving greetings. He's letting you know who is, write, who is writing the letter. Or who is coming to see all the things that he's saying. So he says, all that I'm saying is from Jesus Christ. The true witness. The first to come back from the dead. And the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loved us. Who had love for us. And has made us clean from our sins by his blood. He has made us clean from our sins by his blood. And has made us to be what? And has made us to be what? To his God and Father. To him let glory and power be given forever and ever. So be it. The King James says he has made us kings and priests to God and his Father. The day you become born again, you are made a king. You are also made a priest. But the priest has services. There are things the priest does. There's a ministry the priest has. So you can't say you don't have a ministry. If you are born again and you've been washed by the blood of Christ, he says, unto him who loved us and gave himself for us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. After washing us from our sins in his own blood, he says, and he has made us kings. The next thing he did was to make us kings and make us priests to God and his father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you're a child of God, you're a priest now. Now that you're a priest, you have services. 
That's why we are reading in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 2. It says, every high priest ordained by God is ordained by God in things pertaining to men so that he may make sacrifices of sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He may make offerings for sins. Verse, verse 2. Look at verse 2. He is able to have feelings for those who have no knowledge and for those who are wandering from the true way because he himself is feeble. Are you saying it? Yeah. He yeah. says, if you're a priest, you have services. Priests were into sacrificing. They are always killing animals and sacrificing to God. Why are they killing the animals? They are killing the animals because the animals represent the people. The animals are there to cleanse the people's sins. To help them. So they are serving God and serving man at the same time. That is their ministry. Now that you are a priest in the New Testament, you have the same ministry. So you can't say you don't have a ministry. Tell anybody, you can't say you don't have a ministry. It's erroneous. It's, it's not correct to say that you don't have a ministry. You don't want to, it means that you don't want to be a king. You, don't, you can't accept the one side and not accept the other side. Do you spend only half portion of the coin? If you are using 50 persons, you use only the portion with the coat of arms. You don't like the portion with the, with the sedia and the cuckoo, the, the curry. Do you do that? You spend all the coin. So you can't say, I'll be made a priest in God. I'll be made a king in God. And you're exercising your kingly, 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 whatever, authority. Where the word of the king is, there's power. Every time you're receiving and you're declaring, Shabalaraga, Sastemeno. I see the Lord. The Lord is acting on my behalf. Prosperity is mine. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My faith is working. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you, you can't just be doing only that. That is very important and that is very powerful. If we are preaching about that, we preach about that. But I want you to see the other side. There's another side. He's made you a king and he's made you a priest. You must intercede on the behalf of others. You must change other people's lives. The Bible says that the priest lives must keep knowledge. You must know the word of God to be able to help others. You have a ministry. Yeah. <laughs> you have a ministry. So you can't be a church attender. It's an amazing thing. If uh, you can't be a, just someone who just attends the church, you just come to the church. You are just coming to the service. You are coming to enjoy the service and go away. No, what are you doing in the house of God? You can dance, but you don't want to dance. Why? 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 You are shy. In heaven, you tell God that you are shy. Jesus said that the one who declares me amongst people, I'll declare before my father. If you make it known to people, he says, I'll make it known to my father. If you are not shy of me, me too, I'll not be shy of you. He says, if you are shy of me, I'll also be shy of you. Haven't you read it before in your Bible? Yeah. Let's look at Romans 8, verse 17. Romans 8, verse 17. King James is okay. Any children then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs of Christ, if so be that we suffer with him. Have you seen it? Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Let's read from verse 16. We, we, don't, we, we are not appreciating what's going on. Despi- read it to me. One, two, go. Continue. Uh-huh. If so be that we what? So that we may be what? If you don't suffer, then what will happen? You will not be glorified with him. If you suffer with him, what will happen? You'll be glorified with him. If you refuse to suffer with him, you will not be glorified with him. Even though you're a child of God. 
Let's look at look at Second uh, Timothy chapter two, verse verse twelve. Let's read from verse eleven, so it makes more sense. It is a faithful saying: For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Verse twelve is what I really want you to see. He says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Is it too complicated to understand? Give me fans if you like what I like. If you, you like my message. Am I, am I preaching powerfully? Yeah. If we suffer with him. He says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him. He also, if you think that this is Paul, like Paul is talking plenty, you know, right right now some people are saying that, like Paul was, like when they read the Bible, they say that this is what Paul taught, this is what Peter taught. Brother, the Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed, every one of it, in whatever they said, was not they saying it, it was God saying it. So you can't say that Peter was talking to some group of people. No. No, if you start saying those things, then you you cut too many things in in the Bible out. You will not, you do know you can be, you can read the Bible and be jumping things. When you get to a portion, because of what your preacher, the pastor said, oh, this one is not important, then you jump. This one too is not important, then you jump. This one too. You just read the Bible with holes, plenty holes, and you will not be blessed. Yeah, I heard someone, oh, this one was Peter who was writing, and when he was writing, he had a certain consciousness. Brother, were you in Peter's mind when he was writing anything? Hey, it's like you are more than the Holy Ghost. It's not, it's not right. Stop getting into those things. Do you understand? Yeah, so maybe you will say that you will say that it's, it's Peter, you will say it's Paul who wrote it. Let, Jesus himself also said it. There's so many in the Bible. Let's look at Mark chapter 8, verse 38. I think it will, it will settle it once and for all. So we can go to other things, okay? Mark 8, 38. Read it to me. One to go. And he says, so if you are ashamed of me and of my West in this adulterous generation, adulterous and sinful generation, can you, people are bold concerning various things. Can't, people are smooching people in public. They are pressing buttons in public. You, right now, if there's a video, if there's a whatever, uh, uh, what was it called? A music video. Every, the ladies are shaking their buttons in the thing. They are doing twerking. <laughs> shaking their buttons all over the place. What can't you do for the Lord? You, you can't dance for the Lord. And, 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 and you, are, you are dancing to testimony. Testimony, testimony. Uh, you can't do it in the church. When someone is shaking the buttocks, it's wearing G-string shaking buttocks in public. Like that, as though he doesn't have, she doesn't have mother or father. As though she wasn't born. She was carved out of a tree. You, you are not ashamed for the Lord. You can't do something. Ah, tell me about ah, why? 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 You are ashamed to tell somebody Jesus loves you. How is that dangerous? People are advertising, advertising booze. In our country, it's one of the highest boozing countries in the in the world. I don't copy this. They are showing things on TV. You, you, you can just tell us and knock you on somebody's door and tell the person Jesus loves you. You are shy. Jesus said, If you are ashamed of me in this evil generation, I'll also be ashamed of you. I'll also be ashamed of you. Yeah, I'll be ashamed of you. 
what is there, there are a lot of wild things that are happening in the country. Wild things. The generation is getting terrible, more terrible over the over the day. I don't trust the news. There's nothing correct about SHS. SHS girls. They are just twenty at their things. Yeah, I, I, there was a day I, I was driving here, eh, and I heard on the news the radio presenter was saying, "Hey, the secondary school girls are vacating today. Hold tight to your husband." That's what they said. That's what they said, and they say it every time they are going on vacation. They are not ashamed to do some things. They are not ashamed. People are doing things. People are advocating for we. Someone was sitting on TV advocating why we should be smoking we and legalizing we. You read that? My wife was there. We're watching this legalizing we. People are talking. They are evil generation. What is it that you are doing that is not good? It's what you are doing wrong. You see, some they've made they've turned things upside down so seriously that it's like when I'm doing something for the Lord, they said it's an evil thing. It's like it's terrible. So even your parents start fighting you. Your parents start saying things. Why is it that you are bringing time bring you to school for whatever? Brother. <laughs> <laughs> In heaven, your father will not be there answering for you. You are going to be there. You have to know where your father belongs and your mother belongs in your life. Yeah, they are wonderful people. We love them. But we don't love them beyond God. They, are, they can't be idols. It's for their own good. They shouldn't be idols in their lives. They didn't die for us. Did your father die for you? Did your father die for you? They won't do it. They'll swear. When they see death, they'll just swear. You'll be shocked. You say, hey, daddy, is that... You say, oh, brother. Each one for himself. God for us all. They are powerful, but they have a place. They are important. I'm not saying when this, I'm the same person who talks about honoring your father. If you are in this church, you will never ever disrespect your mother or your father. You will never ever. You, you they will. You become too cool. There was a day. There was some. Some. There was this guy in church. Eh? Very terrible guy before he came to church. Very very bad guy. He could not be restrained by his parents. Nobody can talk. To, you can't counsel him. Very wild guy. He came to school and came to church. And we started pastoring him. Before long, he had become so calm, so wonderful, that he, he became so respectful to his parents because of the things that he was hearing in the house of God. So respectful, he would do everything for them. Then his parents started taking advantage of that. They started saying, why are you going to this church? Why are you? They didn't know. They'd forgotten that it was a church that made their boy become what he had become. Right now, the boy is mad. He's gone mad, just like that. Completely. Because they forcefully took, because he had now become cool, calm and collected and was paying attention to them. They capitalized on him to take him out of the house of God. And he couldn't bear it. It just went through his mind. Can you imagine? So many things. Hallelujah. Yeah. So they have a place. Jesus said that I've come to not bring, do you think I've come to bring peace on the earth? It's in Matthew chapter 10. He says, do you think I've come to bring peace on the earth? I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I came to divide mother and father, wife and, and whatever, and husband. And there's a place my wife has in my heart. My wife must never ever prevent me from doing the work of God. Or she'll lose me. Period. Kenneth Hagen's wife was complaining in her heart in the kitchen. If you know Kenneth Hagen. She was complaining. Her wife was complaining. I've been married to this man. I've not had the, the attention I want. Every time people are taking his attention. Every time he's doing ministry. She was just washing the plate. Washing the plate and complaining in her heart. Not on her mouth. In her heart. The husband collapsed and was dying in the hall. They rushed him to the house. He came back. And God told the wife that 
It's because you were complaining in your heart. If you complain, I'll take him away. Yeah, because it's not, nobody's anybody. Nobody's, any, nobody's for anybody. You understand? Yeah. Jesus said, leave father, mother, children, wife, lands, everything for my sake and for my gospel. And you'll get them. The way to get your wife is to leave her. My wife knows that. Yeah. The way to have our relationship become correct is by leaving each other. To do the things of God. By doing the things of God and being involved in the things of God, we become more spiritual, we become closer to each other. It's an amazing thing. Gaining by losing. Yeah. You gain by losing. When you lose, then you gain. <laughs> it's a serious thing. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father. We don't understand at variance. We don't understand. Message, message, message by version. Message version. If you, the Bible we are reading is too big, the English words are too big for you to understand. Just change it. I mean, just change it. That King James does not mean that you are more spiritual or you are like, you are now right now, you are in a certain status. You understand? You are reading thou, shall, bell, bold, bell. That means that right now you are into. That's not what it means. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't think, this is Jesus talking. If you have a good Bible, it's in red. This is Jesus' way. He says, don't think I'm, I've come to make life cozy. I've come to cut, make a sharp knife, cut between son and father, daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law. Cut through these cozy domestic arrangements and free you. He says, I want to free you for God. I'm freeing you for God. You must become free to be able to serve God. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Some cuttings must happen. If you suffer with me, you will enjoy with me. If you deny me, I'll deny you. If you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. You have a ministry, brother. You have something to do for the Lord. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Hmm? Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Look at the next verse. Look at verse, verse, verse 36. Well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. Some people have never read this in the Bible. You think it's not it's in the Bible. This well-meaning family members can be your enemy, your worst enemies. If you are, you love your son and your daughter more than me, some some pastors cannot go and do something for the Lord because of their wife, children. They can't. You have to. You have to. You must leave some. That's why I advise you to marry early. Ma- yeah, marry early so you can have you can have sex plenty, and then it leaves you, you, you like. You are tired of sex. Now you have you want to work for the Lord. Yeah. Right now, when I say work for the Lord, you are thinking about like Charlie Pastor, I've not married though. I need to enjoy. You are thinking about all those things. Is it true what I'm saying? Like, what I'm saying is not true. Yes. If I say die for the Lord, you can't you can't respond. Because like if not if I say Jesus is coming in the next five minutes, you knew then stop begging God. God, I beg. Still. You are not begging because maybe you'll be judged or something. You are begging because you want, you've not married a wife yet. You've not experienced some things yet. Yeah. Is it true? Is it true what I'm saying? Yeah. And you must experience it. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer son or daughter over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer mother, father, car, boyfriend, you're not a boyfriend, girlfriend. Because of, because of your boy. My boo. Because of your boo. 
because of, of your boo, you can't do some things for the Lord. You're afraid that your boo will see you shaking your body in the house of the Lord. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you can't be alone or you will definitely live alone. I'm telling you. Talk that boo and focus on the things of God. You don't deserve me. Go to the next verse. Verse 38. If you don't go all the way with me, through thick and thin, you don't deserve me. Hey. It's like, it's not in the Bible. These things are not in the Bible. It's like, you know, it's not, Jesus was talking about, Jesus was in another state of mind when he was talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So you have a ministry. Oh. I want to give you more, more. I want to show you more reasons that, like, you have a ministry. By the time you are leaving this, I want you to know that, have it in your mind, I have a ministry. I have a ministry. I have a ministry. Yeah, do, do you like my message? Yeah. If, you first cons- if your first concern is to look after yourself, you will never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you will find both yourself and me. It's a principle in, in God. It's, it's the wisest thing you can do for your life. It's called gaining, the principle of gaining by losing. The principle of getting life by losing your life. It's an amazing thing. Except a corn of grain falls to the ground and dies. It abides a lot. But when it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Yeah, I came to Kumasi with one bag. One bag. Just like that. Yeah, that was there. One bag. Did I have plenty of bags? I didn't have a car. I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have any of those things. God said, come. I came. I came. My family will be shocked if they see something. Hey, how did this happen? They'll be shocked. Yeah, I have an easy She'll she tell you, she was shocked when she, like, hey, you are a pastor. You are doing like things, something is happening out of your life. I lost some things. And I'm still losing. I want to lose things. Yeah, consciously. Losing things. Like, this one I'm losing. I'm losing you. Brother, sister, leave my life alone for me. Let me do what I'm supposed to do. Because the only way to gain you is by losing you. Yeah. You love your father too much. You don't, you, are, you have exchanged God for him. You are ashamed. Ashamed because of who? Or because of what? You can't stand and talk to people. You can't knock on people's doors. People are shaking their bottles. Oh. People are removing their ties. Oh. It's like it's nicer. That one is nicer. The, in our day, it's, it's nicer. It's like it's more, it's more like you are, you are becoming more important. The more you remove your body and take a certain picture on Facebook. I saw a lady taking an Insta, Instagram. She's just showing her bottles like that. And then she just... Vanity. It was so bad that I didn't see it on. I'm not on Instagram. It was a news. A news agency covered it in their news that this girl is not serious. Look at what is happening in our day. That is why I saw it from. Yeah, they are not shy to do that. But let's say let, let's let's say we are going for an outreach. We are going to do street evangelism. We are going to stand somewhere with a placard that says, "Give your life to Christ and live a good life, or else you perish in hell." Pastor, I don't know. These things, I'm not really, really courageous for such things. I'm not really courageous for such things. Pastor, I'm shy. I'm the shy type. You are the shy type. Hey! Hey! You are a shy type. Ask your neighbor, what type are you? What type? What type are you? What 
Piper are you? Charlie, a serious business. Oh, he says, take say to Archippus. Say to Archippus, take heed. Be smart. Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord. Make sure you fulfill it. Make sure you fulfill it. Don't let anything stop you. Fight through to make sure you, have, you fulfill it. There are things you have to fight. I'm going to talk here. This is a long message. Maybe I may finish next year. Every Wednesday, when you are coming, prepare your mind. Ministry. We are coming to learn about ministry and do something for the house. Do you like such things? Or should I change that up? Yeah. Yeah. We'll preach who you are in Christ in, in Sunday. Like, the Lord loves you. The Lord bless you and keep you. But, Charlie, we are doing ministry. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Say to Archippus. So don't be shy. When shall I shy? Why shall I? Tell me about why shall I shy? No, 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 no. I shall not shy. I shall not shy. We have a ministry. I, will, I refuse to be ashamed of him. I will not be ashamed of him. I will talk about him wherever I am. Whether it's comfortable or not. Yeah. Paul told Timothy, he said, he told, Timothy was a young guy just like you and I. Let me show you how Timothy became a pastor. Timothy did not become a pastor because there was some special, a lot of people think that ministry is having a special calling, like you had a dream. Then in your dream, God came. Gideon! Gideon, my son! And you speak, you speak King James English. Thou, my son, I call it thee. Pastor, thou art. Pastor, thou art. Arise and do the ministry. Pastor, thou art. Brother, you wait till you die. When you woke up, the, the Bible just flew into your hand like, poof. That's like you are called in the ministry. There's something like that. Confirmation. You wait till you die. You will die and not fulfill anything. That's not, uh, no, those are, that is not how it is at all. At all. At all. Uh, far from it. You want to see a burning bush. As you are walking, you are just walking. Then you see the glass is burning. Then you eat. Grass, grass is burning, then God will tell you, hey, 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 my son, remove your shoes. For the place where thou standest is holy. You wait till you die. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's nothing like that. Let me show you. Let me show you how Timothy was called. You are called, though, Charlie. You are called. Tell anybody you are called, though. You are called. Hallelujah. Yeah. Paul got to a place. He was looking for someone to work with. He said that, oh, Timothy. He's a very wise guy. There's faith in his mother. And there's faith in his, his, grand, his grandmother as well. He can be a good choice. Just take him. Simple. Where is it from? Second Timothy chapter one. Chapter one. Verse one. Verse five. Aha. Uh-huh. Let's read from verse one. I mean, it's nicer from verse one. Can you read it to me? One to go. 
SEL, read it to me. One to go. And I am persuaded that in thee also. You see, it's like your grandmother had, she was in a church. Your mother was also in a church. You are somebody I can work with. Simple as ABCD. Simple. There are plenty of places I can show you. Okay. Paul was looking for someone to work with. And they said, oh, Timothy, they recommended Timothy. Timothy is somebody. His mother is, like, he's been in the system. His grandmother is also in the system. Yes. And Timothy became an apostle. He became an apostle. That was his calling. Timothy's calling was, come, let's go. Let's go here. Let's go and preach the gospel here. Wash my hand as I'm preaching. Or do my, be my interpreter. That's how he became, he became a minister of God. And we have two books, two very important books, first and second Timothy, written to him, helping us to know about ministry. Young guy, just in the house of the Lord. He's, he's, he's a pastor. Hallelujah. Yeah. How did Joshua become a minister? Joshua was just following Moses. I'll talk about these things into detail. They were just following Moses. Washing Moses' hands. Simple. So don't be looking out for some strange something that you know that you are called. You are too called. <laughs> you are too called. Hallelujah. Tell anybody you are too called. Tell anybody you refuse to be ashamed. Yeah, refuse to be ashamed. Hmm. Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what you have shared with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.